it is important to create this atmosphere. And for us, we see this as a difference between VAs that worked for me in the beginning that were just out there by their uh, own, not really feeling connected to anything, compared to what we do now. That... Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit, and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Is your Amazon private label business set to survive the downturn? Most sellers don't know. Surviving a downturn means squeezing out more profits and slashing waste. But many sellers don't know exactly where their business is making or losing money. If that's you, we can help. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a quick but powerful diagnosis of your biggest issue, just go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's Amazon Profit quiz.com to get your free instant analysis if you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 404 hey folks welcome back to the 10k collective podcast for six seven and eight figure amazon private label sellers and custom product sellers as well Today, we're in the middle of an interview with Gilad Freeman from VAA Philippines. They specialize in hiring and uh, managing uh, VAs on behalf of Amazon sellers specifically. So they really understand what you and I as Amazon sellers need, which is super helpful. So a very relevant type one for you if you're an Amazon seller. Today, we're going to learn some of the mistakes that people make and of course, the solutions when hiring and managing VAs. We're going to learn about isolation and what you need to do. Should you create a massive diary and book of and great tome of SOPs? What about reporting? How do you deal with that? How do you know what your VAs have been doing? We're going to learn about that and communication structure and meetings as well. And then what Superman syndrome is and what to do instead. So that's what's coming up. Stay tuned. Take notes as ever. If you want to see the notes, go to 10kcollective.com for the latest blogs that are blog posts that are linked to the podcast. And last but not least, Keep your ears open and enjoy the show. I think it's a good one. It feels like you need to be very specific. That's another thing that's coming across from this interview, isn't it? So tell me about that. And how do you how do you prepare this? Do you create a sort of job description in advance? How specific is your kind of paperwork, if you will, your written document? Yeah, we do tell them, I mean, that they were, for example, we have different types of VAs. So we recruit specifically for that type. So if we need a PPC VA, then we recruit specifically about the things that we want them to have. For example, for PPCVAs, we're not only looking for their character, we are going to look for experience, but not their experience on PPC. We're going to look that they come from a field of interest of dealing with numbers, that they already worked on finance or accounting. And so it's important to us. And then when we get this information, we go into the details of how they could analyze data. So one of their tasks, for example, would be to give them some numbers and, and uh, an Excel sheet and information to see how they could analyze a certain question, nothing to do with PPC yet, or we can teach them something small about PPC and see how they reacted it. It will give us a lot of understanding about the, their quality as PPC VAs. So obviously in the ad, we're gonna post about that they have to have these requirements, these qualities, and then we tell them exactly what's the rate that they're gonna get, what is the actual things that they're gonna do on a regular basis, that if we're gonna train them or not, if, for us, we're always 
uh, training our VAs. So I tell them what they will be uh, trained on. And then, like I said, the, the hours of work and there is a contract and everything. So the more information you can give them and the rest you can give in the interview. But there is, there should be also a point of contract afterwards, getting their information over there, getting them to sign an NDA contract, a contract of the way that they're going to work with you and also getting their ID and information just in case they always, we, we want to know where they live and who they are. And people forget about it also because they think, okay, there are VAs, they're out there, but you should know what this people, this person is. And, and for us, it's super important because they're going to become part of our community. I guess again, the word VA has got a terrible yeah. uh, problem in it and it's virtual. They feel like they're not real people, but they are, they just happen to be in a remote workers and I guess that concept is less alien than it was when I used to have these conversations before 2019 or before 2020, mm. pre-pandemic, yeah. then people thought this is a slightly odd way of working and now everyone's on Zoom. So yeah. yeah so uh, somehow the fact that it's in different countries sometimes gives people the idea that it's not real. And yeah, I think, <laughs> you, in other words, I suppose you're saying you need to do the traditional recruitment stuff. Um, yeah, I used to explain to people that we communicate with our VAs on Zoom and explain to them what Zoom actually is yeah. before the pandemic. And yeah. now, I, obviously, I don't need to do it anymore. Exactly. So at least people are getting more used to remote culture. Even though everything is online and the training and the way that we work is on Zoom and other online tools, we still invest a lot of efforts into creating this community of VAs with actual meetings. And we celebrate their birthdays. We have events in the Philippines. I'm going next week to the Philippines to meet the staff and to meet the VAs. It's important to us so they'll feel this community. Action. And if it's possible for you as a business owner to go to the Philippines, not every week, but to meet the people, if you have a team of VAs over there, then having them like create for them, like a gathering, a meeting, this is something that we do on a regular basis. And it, it strengthens this community. They feel more together. It doesn't mean that they have to come to the office and work for you every day. They can definitely do this online, but it is important to create this atmosphere. And for us, we see this as a difference between VAs that worked for me in the beginning that were just out there by their own, not really feeling connected to anything compared to what we do now, that, that is like the community as itself, the supporters, the team leaders, the management interaction that we have with the VAs, the meetups that we create, it makes the VAs feel as a second home to them, I would say even. And they stay with us for years because of it. So it's also important to invest in actual meetings. Yeah, and I guess also if you have to travel from the wrong part of the US to another, you got to get on a plane anyway. And in the UK, you're more likely to just get the yeah. train, but it can be so expensive. It's probably going to be cheaper to fly to the Philippines to stay somewhere cheap and nice. Uh, what a great! And it excuse. is nice in the Philippines. Yeah, I mean, don't I'm go to Manila. Been, but I mean, I, meet I, them. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward one day to to go to the Philippines and on a work trip, but really to yeah. see the Philippines because it sounds like a exactly. fascinating country. And yes, I think. That's interesting that actually what you're saying is something I've experienced really only in the mastermind, which is to say that we've ended up doing a lot of virtual meetings and meeting in person less frequently than we used to. But as you say, also the word connection is coming out here or feeling mm -hmm. part of a community, being part of family. So that's a completely different feeling from do this, bye-bye, which I used to have yeah. a terrible habit of doing and I, I still default to that with everyone. <laughs> so tell me, so obviously we're talking about management now. So presumably the gap between we've recruited this person, we've got a contract and we double check where they live and we've got some mm -hmm. references and managing them is onboarding. Yeah. How do you get from, we've just recruited this person so they're actually working for us and useful. What mistakes do you see people? Make? One mistake I would say, you do have to build a list of procedures of the onboarding itself, like showing the VA everything about their work or what they will be handling, showing them the process of what, what are their responsibilities or whatnot. I would say people are afraid usually to hire because VAs or, or they always postpone it because they think, okay, I have to create now 
an entire book of SOPs, procedures to before I hire the VA. So when the VA comes in, they have all these SOPs ready for them. But I would say that's a mistake. The way that I see is the best way to work with VA is that they would actually create this book of SOPs for you. So you'd hire a VA. Obviously, you know in advance what you want this VA to work for you and what, what their tasks are going to be. But I would say in the first couple of weeks, you should invest the time and effort into really going over topic by topic with your VA, sharing the screen, recording the screen, and really showing the VA how you want them to do something, okay? Even though they they could come trained or with experience and so on, you still want to make sure that you're on the same page here, on the same line, and you discuss this because everybody is doing things a little bit differently. It's not enough. We cannot train them on customer service. We can train them on the tools that they can use on on, on how to answer a customer on which way, but... You will have a way that you would like to answer customers and somebody else will have a completely different way of how they would approach a certain problem. There is this alignment in the beginning and this should be recorded. And uh, and once it's recorded, then first of all, the VA could watch it again and again and again. You'd be surprised to hear when a VA, and maybe not even a VA in general, when a new employee comes into your starting working for you and you show them what they need to do, then they still under the impression that maybe it's not going to last. Maybe you're going to, you're still testing them. Maybe tomorrow you're going to say, yeah, you know what? It's not going to work out. I'm going to, I'm going to cancel it. So they will say yes to everything that you say. They, you will explain to them, okay, this is what I want you to do. They will say, okay, yes. Uh huh. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Got you. So it doesn't mean that they got means that they're a bit stressed because it's the first time ever that they work for you. The first day of work there, they, they have, they're come from a different culture. So they would say, yes, yes. And, and your job is to understand that. And it doesn't mean that they're not going to become excellent VAs in the future, but it means that you have to record this so they can watch it again after without stress. And when they watch it again, then they would create this SOP. And when they create the SOP, they create this procedure step-by-step step of exactly the thing that you showed on the video, and they show it for you for approval. So now, on, not only that you have already a list of SOP created for you, so you didn't have to write down and think about every step and then waste hours, so they do it for you, but also that it gives you the opportunity to go over and see that they fully understood everything. And then suddenly if there is a gap here, you say, wait a minute, they got it wrong or they missed this other option. What if the customer is not doing this, but doing something else? And that's a point where you go back and do another video or show them something different and create another SOP or another deviation of this SOP to something new. And that's how you create for yourself like a book of procedures that first of all could be used for other hiring in the future, but also that's the best way for you to test that the VA actually realize everything. And now they already know what they need to do. The second thing is that you have to do is create for them a schedule, okay? A schedule of work. So it's not enough to give them a task and that's it. And I hope that every day you're going to work together with them. The idea is that they work without you, that they know exactly what they need to do on each and every hour of the day. So they know that on Monday, they go over Every day they go in the beginning of the day, they go over your listings and they check for problems. Every Monday they go on your PPC. Every Tuesday they go, they do, they check your inventory, for example. So they know exactly every day what they're supposed to be doing. And also you're going to show them how do they report to you every day. We, for example, we train our VAs to create a report in the end of every shift. So they, and there is a structure for this report. So they know exactly to tell you like which hours of the day they worked, what they achieved, which problems they encountered, if there are any questions, which achievements they made and so on. So you know exactly what they worked on and it gives them the opportunity to tell you what were not understood and what could be verified. That's something that you should always do.
ask for your VAs to report to you every day of the things they did and discuss with them about how this report should be sent to you. Is it going to be by email? Is it going to be by, are you going to use Asana or Trello? And how are you going to communicate? And tell them in the beginning that the communication should be by email, for example. And then every week you're going to have a Zoom call and so on. So they know exactly how it's going to be. There is going to be a structure for this hiring, not just hiring somebody. And then every day wake up and say, what else can I give? The I didn't think about it today. Let me see what else I can give him because that's not the way to work. It's, you have to build it from the beginning. Yeah, wow, that's a lot of good stuff here. I think <laughs> yeah. above all, what I really like though is that idea of recording the trend. And I've kind of done this to a degree. I tend to do, again, I've fallen, <laughs> this is uh, educational for me. I'm feeling quite guilty, my poor VA now, or VAs actually, uh, the ones I've worked with over the years. I guess it's easy to give somebody something and say, do you get it? And they go, yes. And I was taught when I've, I'm more ashamed because I was taught how to teach English as a foreign language. And there's very good training in that because it's a multi-billion dollar industry back in the day. And I've also yeah. taught music for years before I got into e-commerce. And asking somebody whether they understand is a really dumb question because the only way you can answer is yes. Particularly, <laughs> feeling right. that that's a really stupid question to ask, but I yeah. fall into it all the time. And I guess that what you've done is you created a situation where automatically through their actions, just like you did with the recruitment at the beginning, they will show you whether they've understood or not. Because if they come mm -hmm. up with an SAP that's garbage, you clearly think either my video was rubbish or their understanding is rubbish or maybe both. And you've got to start yeah. again. And I've seen that quite often. And I try my best to remind myself of this because <laughs> it's so easy that when you're under stress and you're busy and you hire people because you're busy, just as you did. Yeah. You go, okay, any questions? You got it? Amazing. Thanks. See you Friday. And yeah. then they go off and go, I have no idea what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Sometimes that would be the reason for them to even disappear because of this stress, because they feel like they're going to disappoint you and they hate the fact of disappointing somebody. They cannot really deal with this. So sometimes they would prefer to not respond to you at all and to disappear, especially if they feel like this is a huge disappointment from on your side. So they would either start to give excuses or, or you see an attitude problem here, or they could completely disappear just because of not feeling that they answer your, your expectations. Yeah. Um... Uh, that's a classic. Oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> I've done so much of this. Sorry. Sorry for this. No, it's all right. This is, is really important because I think it's not like I have no experience with working with virtual team, but it's just so easy to fall into these traps, isn't it? So yeah. let's ask another question then, which is how do you, it sounds like managing the VAs is actually a result of managing ourselves and our way of approaching mm. it. So for a person who's recruiting their First VM. By the way, this might be somebody with a lot of experience in managing people in the UK. I know a couple of people yeah. who've got their own warehouses. One's got a production facility who were in the mastermind, but they've never really dealt with the remote team workers. So for those people or for those who've never had any kind of workers working in their business, what's the, what are the things that we need to do to train ourselves to be better managers? If you would like resources and links and other help, to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 404. So I talked a, bit, a little bit about it before. You start with patience, not only in the recruitment part, but also on the everyday work. You need to know that the first like two, three weeks are going to be slower. You should not expect the VA to know more than you and to help you to, to manage better your business. You're the manager. You're the owner of the business. You should know exactly what you want the VA to do. You should know how to guide the VA and it should be to be patient with the time it will take the VA to get to your level. And like I said before, the VA did come train and experience, but they could not walk in from day one and reach the, exactly the point that you're doing now. So it will take the VA some time to 
I understand the decision-making process that you want them to do with their process, the steps, and so on. So usually it will take two to three weeks until the VA will get to the speed that you're doing things. And you have to be aware of it. Don't judge the VA after day one, not on day two as well. It's a process, but it's if you're looking for a job for the long run, for years to come, and like I said, you're working with VAs for three years, so the idea is to invest something that will last for years. So the first two, three weeks are nothing. But you know that you should invest this time, not expecting that somebody will walk in the door and start doing a better job than you or even helping you to grow your business on beyond the way that you know. So that's one one thing that I think you should expect to, to be patient and invest this time when working with the VA. The second thing I would say is to realize that the VAs, they could make mistakes and be ready for this, which means be ready for this is don't, you know, delegate all, all the responsibilities at once. Build it step by step until you see that the VA knows how to do it. If it's it and if it's a bit adjustments, first of all, delegate this and see how the VA is doing this task before giving them to start doing DSP, for example. So it's you build it step by step. You are you should be aware that VAs are making mistakes like anybody else. And then the way for you to prevent it or to minimize it is to do it with them in the beginning until you're absolutely sure that they're doing things the way that you want them. And even though, even after they make a mistake, it's important to to be tolerant to this. I understand that they could make mistakes, and the idea is not to 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 hit them in a level that they would never, you know, do this mistake again. And they would, in order to be sure, they would ask every time they have a question. Now, oh, I don't want to make a mistake. I'm going to ask him if I should do it or not. Because then, what you will receive is a VA asking you twenty times a day of, "Is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay?" And you will feel like in the end, I go, "Wait a minute! I hired somebody to take off." things from me. And now instead of, I could do it in five minutes, now he's asking me 20 different questions of every step of the way. But it's because you did not allow the VA to make this mistake. You did, okay, it's okay. You, you did this mistake, but it's okay. And in the next time we should do it a bit differently. And this is the way you should do it. Don't like you say, oh, wait, he made a mistake. I'm taking this back to myself now. Or I'm taking it from now on, you should report to me every time before you do it. Because, okay, what, maybe the VA responded in the, in not such a good way to a customer doing a making a complaint. Maybe they offered a full refund when they shouldn't have. Okay, so what? But if you now ask the VA to every time ask you about this step, instead of just explaining to them what is the process of deciding whether or not they should make a refund, then they would ask you every five minutes of your approval. And that's, you would not get anywhere with, <laughs> with this approach. So it's definitely important to understand that VAs make mistakes. And if they make mistakes, give them the confidence that it's okay to make mistakes and think how you could improve it. Yeah. Wow, so much I learned from this. I think above all from that, I would say, again, reflecting guiltily on my approach to this, I, it's so easy. Mm. I think a lot of people who care about the quality of what they do are control freaks, and that's okay. It's not unusual yeah. for an entrepreneur to be that. Some the yeah. richest people in the world, like Elon Musk, Elon Musk is probably less like, I mean, he's like random. Jeff Bezos, probably. It's the classic culture of control yeah. freakery. But guess what? You can't micromanage hundreds of employees or even 10 or even one it's going to drive you crazy and i've ended up in yeah. that situation where i said if you need to do x then get hold of me what i will tend to do and i don't know if this is better is say the first time round that i think i've delegated i've gone over it with them i think i've given them an sop that's clear and then they come back with garbage i'm like okay send me the draft for this for the first time the first two times and then after that i'm like yeah okay you're free just do the thing so i guess at least that's a compromise right so you yeah. You micromanage to start with when they're still taking baby steps. But yep. then at some point, as you say, then it's absurd to try and manage everyone to that level of detail because you might as well do it yourself. And then you're back. Yep. And I've seen this pattern with some entrepreneurs in the one, two million, three million dollar stage and where they can still have a business on their own without any VAs. And then they hire somebody 
they micromanage them, they end up working too many hours and then they go back to just getting rid of the VA and do everything themselves. Yeah. And yeah. Of I've course, seen that. You as hit well. that ceiling, right? You must see that a lot. Yeah. There is even a name for it. It's called the Superman syndrome because unlike other businesses offline, offline uh, where you, if you start building your business, then you know from the very beginning that you have to invest money in personnel, going to hire a team of uh, salespeople. And then if you open a restaurant, you'll have a uh, servants and then you have a guy behind the bar and so on. So you have all these people that you delegate from day one and it's your investment. Online is different because you can do everything by yourself, at least in the beginning. Because it's just in front of you. It's a computer. So you can ask, you can do customer service yourself and who's going to be doing it better than you. And you can do the shipments and you're going to spend hours talking with your supplier in China or wherever until you get everything to the right level. And bec- and we are the supermans of our own business. We do everything. We save the day every time. And then and uh, you reach a certain point that you cannot do it anymore because the business grows. And then what happens is usually you start to neglect. You start to, you say, okay, instead of doing my PPC three times a day, once a day, two times a day, once in two days, it doesn't matter. Then you start to do it once in three days, once in a week, once in two weeks, because you have more and more things to do, but you still are the superman of your business instead of understanding that this is the time to delegate. This is a time to give these tasks to somebody else. And uh, even supermen get, they get tired in the end. And, and that's why they call it a syndrome, because we have to understand that we cannot scale our business by being our superman of, of, of the business. Yeah, but like I think you've, that's a very good point at which to invite you to tell us a little bit more about what you guys do at VAA Philippines, because yeah, mm. you definitely get to the point where you're going to go crazy if you try and go any further. And yeah. at that point, you have to recognize you've got a whole skill set ahead of you, which is finding, recruiting and training and managing VAs. And that's a whole big thing. But at least you guys help with that because you come with the people pre-trained. So tell me a bit more about what you guys do for Amazon sellers specifically. Right. So as an Amazon seller myself, I built this VAA uh, Philippines in order to help Amazon sellers to overcome this Superman syndrome. And what we do, I said in the beginning, we recruit VAs from the Philippines. All our VAs, they're all Filipinos, whom we train specifically to work with Amazon sellers. Like I said, we invest a lot of time and effort into finding the right people. Like I said, a two months recruiting period. Once we have the right people, then we start training them. We divide them into five different departments. So we have Amazon trained VAs to help you in everything on Seller Central. We have PPC experts that are Spanish specialized only on PPC. We have social media VAs to do brand awareness more on organic. We have executive assistants that are more like a personal assistant, general VAs. And we have graphic designers and video editors. And what we do is we support the sellers by continuing to support, to train the VAs all year long about any updates on Amazon, new features, new tools on Helium 10, on you name it, everything that could help them to become better as sellers and work better with their VAs. Then we create these tutorials and trainings to the VAs. We have a team of trainers and team leaders. And also we support the, the sellers by providing them with all the knowledge that they need to know about how to work with their VAs. Like I said before, we connect them with a the manager from our side to guide them, to walk with them on questions, problems, so they know exactly how to work with the VA and which mistakes to avoid. Uh, and then uh, that's what we do. Yeah, sounds really good. I, I like the fact that you manage the managers. I think that sounds like from what we've been discussing today, the key, a VA in the Philippines knows how to be a VA in the Philippines and you guys are recruiting and training decent people. So it strikes me that's one of the things you offer that's a bit more unique and acting as a sort of translation service, not language, but culture, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. Why isn't my VA doing X? Why aren't they responding to my calls? Why I told them to do X? You know, all the things we discussed. 
Yeah. So that, that's really valuable, I think. If people want to explore working with you guys, or have you got any sort of free guides about how to work with the VA? Because you obviously you have tons of knowledge about this. What things do you offer people? First of all, they could go and read a little bit about, about us on our website. It's vaphilippines.com. And then I'll be happy, either me or one of my staff, to jump into a call to better understand your needs and to advise you and recommend you if the VA is the right step for you, how a VA could help you with how many hours a day you need this VA to work for you. Not, nobody should start with a full-time job and unless they are absolutely sure that they have enough tasks to give to the VA, they can start with a few hours a day. So we're there to support them and walk with them along this way. And uh, you can also send an email to service at vaphilippines.com. Okay, so service at VAA Philippines. And by the way, VAA, two A's, and Philippines is one L, two P's. If you struggle, yes. I always have to think twice when I do that, particularly because yeah. the word Filipino is spelled with an F and one as well. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Very strange. Anyway, listen, Gallad, that's been fantastic stuff. Really enjoyed your insights. What's it? Enjoyed isn't the right word. I feel educated. I feel like I've got a lot of work to do, and that's probably true for quite a few people listening. So, um, but also really fantastic, helpful hints. Is there anything else I should have asked you about mistakes that people make or solutions to those mistakes when hiring and working with VA? No, I think we covered uh, a lot in here. I think the idea is really to understand that uh, behind the screen over there on the other side of the world, there are actual people over there that they are, they could get offended. They could get motivated. They could, they could care about your business. If you just let them be a part of your business and not treat them as uh, robots on the other side. And if you create this culture in your business that, that they would really become a part uh, of it and want to grow with you and you'll be transparent with them and know how to work with them on the right way, like the things that we discussed here, then it's definitely something that could scale your business and allow you even to grow faster than anybody else in the same niche. Amazing. That's a really positive message to end things on. Gilad from the Philippines, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 404.